Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Are you a graduate of a non-business discipline and would like to pursue a level 9 in business? ATU Donegal are currently offering their Masters in Business Management Conversion Program. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, we'll be speaking to the Quality Manager with Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Services, Derda McCoggan, about the new tertiary degrees launched recently by Minister Simon Harris. My first guest this week is local estate agent Louis Boyce. A native of Carrigard with a strong background in retail, Louis set up a property agency with Dennis Faulkner and Larry Kenny 20 years ago. He left the company in 2014 and spent the next three years in London. Louis went back into the property business three years ago when he set up Louis Boyce Estate Agents. Louis, you are very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks very much, Kieran. Glad to be here. Louis, how long are you in the property game and uh, when did that all start? I started about 20 years ago, like we started up in Letterkenny there, Boyce Faulkner. Uh, on the Port Road, number six Port Road, like um, myself and Dennis Faulkner, who was an agriculture consultant at the time, like, so we decided I was going into the property game, like, and uh, we thought it'd be a good mix, like. So he came from obviously a good farming background with a lot of knowledge there, too, like, and I've always been in property myself, like, you know, so. And how did that combination come around, or how did you meet? Dennis would have been working in Saudi Arabia with my brother, like, so that's how I met Dennis a few times over the years. Used to meet him in the central brewery, like, and whatnot, and I've told him uh, this year I was teaching. I was after doing engineering in college, like, so I was uh, teaching for a year over in Dunlow, like, kind of part-time. Um, I was covering for a guy. And then um, I told him I was going to the poverty game, and he says, I'd be very interested in joining up with you. So that's how it started, and then... Um, we were together there in the Port Road for quite a while, and then we, uh, I remember after about a year and a half, um, the DNG franchise was with Cutliffe, Peter Cutliffe at the time, and then I saw that it disappeared, so I rang them up and I went to Dublin the following year, I thought it would be a very good addition to our business, like, so we bought into the DNG brand, and uh, it was very good because you were, you were countrywide then, like you brought a credibility, like you know. How important was it to get a brand behind your names at that stage? I thought it was uh, very important, like you know, because uh, you know, the, the just your own name, like starting off, like and then you're going up against property partners. Franklin's are very strong, like I should be mentioning the competition here, should I? <laughs> but um, and then obviously Sherry Fitzgerald too, like you know, but. DNG was a very close second to Sherry Fitzgerald then, and I think it's kind of equal now, like in Dublin, like and through the country, like as such, you know. And what was the next step after you decided to join forces and set up? What was the next step? Like, well, we just decided, we managed to get an officer in Port Road, which was very important, and then we'd applied uh, a secretary there, Russian McHugh, which was very good, like she was very good to the public as well like you know we had a lot of properties I remember at the time uh, I used to play golf in Port Sound on a Wednesday like and every time you went out golfing you seemed to come back with more property so Dennis says you keep golfing Louis like you know so <laughs> so I'm not getting out there to get more properties and get your name out there you know what was the property market like in the early 2000s Louis? it was fairly strong um, obviously uh, 
hadn't a lot to start off with. You just had stuff around home. But then once you got the signs up, like the the property started coming in, like you know. So, and uh, you were showing at those days, like you were showing three to four properties very quickly. Whenever somebody came into the office, um, and it was a lot more office based than on the main street, whereas now it's all online. Like you don't. I don't even have an office now. Like I just work from home, like and from the digital hub and carry guard as well. Like too. So, can you remember your first seal? I, I can. I was a. Um, I was owned by an American down around the Atlantic Drive and Downings. Like it was a lovely little cottage. It was. Uh, he had done it up like for the sons coming home. He had seven sons, and Ken was a great character, you know. Um, sold it for eighty five thousand. The lovely little cottage in the. In the trees, like, and then ended up selling his own house a couple of years later. Like, you know, he's I don't know if Ken's still with us now, he's a great character from Florida, like, you know, but it's, uh, it's lovely to get the first one over the line. Like, you know, uh, you mentioned how much things have sort of transferred to online. Does that make your job easier? Not sure, you, you get a lot of email inquiries, especially if you put a, pr- put a property on price and application, like, because everyone wants to know the price, like, you know, if you know yourself, you never buy on English, you know the price, like, you know, so, um, so there's a lot of inquiries, you still get a lot of phone calls, uh, texts starting off, like, a lot from the younger generation, like, you know, or we have a big, obviously, ethnic community here in the town now, too, like, so if they're not, English isn't their first language, they'll usually start off texting you, you know, so, um, like, I'm, House I just sold out in Creve more there, like a lot of uh, um, different diverse backgrounds would have been looking at the house, you know. And um, have you noticed much of a, of a demand uh, from people be overseas or people looking to relocate or come back home since COVID, Louis? Yeah, but you would you would get them not from everywhere, like Dublin and um, America's getting strong again because the dollar is so strong, you know. Um, I've sold a couple to houses, uh, holiday homes there to Americans there in Carrigard, you know, uh, recently. And um, getting a lot of inquiries. I had an American out this morning looking at a house in Dennings as well, you know, so. Are you confident of a seal? <laughs> confident? Ah, well, the stuff, I've, a lot of stuff is top level, like, you know, um, over the 400,000 mark, like, you know, there's inquiries, like, and you're getting, it's harder to get bids for the higher stuff, like, um, anything under 300,000, it lasts very long, you know. And just in relation to price, staying the same, going up or going down? I would say your, your level at the moment, uh, if you price it right, like it'll sell. The bill cost is so high. Like I mean, you're you're two hundred euros per square foot. Like so, you're two thousand square foot. There's four hundred thousand. That's what you mean. That means a regular house is around the four hundred thousand. Nothing spectacular. Then your price, your site, or if it's got a view, like you know. So that's that's why your prices are there at the moment. Like, sorry, just in relation to the number of properties that you have in your books at the minute, I would have about twenty there. You know, between Rathmullen, Dunfanny. Carrigart, Downings, Letterkenny, you know. So it's fairly local based, like, you know, so. And can you give me an example of a typical uh, house for sale at the minute in your Well, the ones I showed this morning, like, at 425,000, like, in Downings, over just across the Rossman Hotel, out of two of them on now, like, and you know, they're, they're overlooking the water there, just walking into town, like, and very good, the four bedrooms, plenty of room, like, and plenty of parking around it, like, you know, for the family, and if there's a couple of cars and the houses are usually as these days you know so the, you decided to set up on your own three years ago 
That's right, yeah. Yeah, I went back into business again, just on, by myself. Like, um, I left DNG Boy Scholar in um, 2014, went to London for three years. What was the attraction over there? <laughs> As a matter of things, were getting tight. Like, there wasn't much money in the property market at that stage. You are just surviving on valuations alone, like. There wasn't many sales going, like, you know, so... And I'd gone back to college, done a master's and different things like that as well, you know. So it's kind of, I decided to change tack. And a friend of mine said, there's a property job going over there that somebody couldn't do with your help. Like, you know, didn't transpire as it turned out. Like, I just ended up started working back with him on the building sites again, you know. So, bit of a change at 51 years of age, like, you know. What did you go back to study? Went back and did the uh, master's in business, innovation and uh, marketing, like in uh, Belfast University of Ulster. That was in 2010, finished, graduated 2012, did a postgrad then in digital communications in 2013, finished, and then I was kind of, still wasn't much happening in the property market, that's where I decided to go back to London for a wee run, you know. You mentioned you were teaching in the low for a year. What subjects were you teaching, and how was that experience? That was um, very interesting, like... Um, I was teaching uh, woodwork and uh, technical drawing and um, construction studies. So I'd done carpentry and work in, in construction in America, like, and then I also uh, I'd done the environmental engineering in the regional there, or ATU as they call it now, but it's the right, like, since they're, they're, they're sponsoring your program, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So, Louis, if we can go back maybe to your early days mm. uh, growing up in Kerrygert, what was the aim at that stage uh, when you were setting out in life and thinking, what would I like to do with myself? I could have just, you're playing it by ear. There's no, I was heavily involved in sports, like we're uh, doing very well in the Gaelic and Downings, like, so you never really thought. I think I went through, uh, we won the football and Flicara as well, like the All Ireland that year as well, like, you know, and soccer. Um, so you want to stay around home, like, so I ended up going to the regional and doing. I think it was construction studies. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, it didn't last too long. Ended up going to Dublin at Christmas, after Christmas and getting a job uh, selling educational aids, like, which turned out to be encyclopedias. Like. <laughs> and did you do much reading on the job? <laughs> <laughs> it was no fun uh, walking around the roads of County and County Cavan with a briefcase and you're, and you're carrying around, you know, and frozen. And I take it it was com- commission-based, was it? It was commission-based only, like, you know. So I say they got up to the first door and I could hardly hear the knock on the door. My knees were knocking so much. <laughs> so what was the, the next move after your, your seal of encyclopedias? I uh, stayed with them for about four or five months. I was a great education, like, you know, meeting people on the doors. Like, it was just, you learn to enjoy it, you know. And then... Um, Applied for a job as a trainee manager at Dunn Stores, um, coming from a retail background, Kerry Guard, you know, so it was a good fit. Started on July the 12th and um, stayed there for two years, like, you know, and then obviously I worked in, um, started off in Dublin, got shifted to Castlebar after a couple of, few months, like, and then went to Cork the following year after a year, and then I got my own store in Dublin. And a small store right in Tala. And then after that, I was moved on then to st- manage the store in Belfast. Uh, and that's where I finished up. Like, and then a lot of learnings during oh, that yeah, time? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like about management, percentages and business, like which is all about. Like, and then obviously setting up systems, run businesses, not not people. Like, you know. Was that the one takeaway you took from that time? 
Percentages, yeah, everything's broken down to percentages. You know what you're selling, and what your margin is, what if it doesn't sell, what you reduce it, and what you take it down by, like, you know, and then obviously what your gross margin is against your profit margin, like, or net profit margin, like, you know, so. And that's yeah. a principle you still carry with you? Well, it's, it's all in the head now, rather than on paper. <laughs> yeah. So, what's business like at the moment? Hey. This is good, like, you're very busy all the time, like, you get a lot of valuation work, like, you know, so you're always um, out on the road, like, meeting people, like, and, and you're, you do a lot of valuation for land transfer, for uh, probate, like, and, you know, you're you're out there going from here A to B, like, I mean, the nicest job I ever had was, um, I had to go and value all the lighthouses around Donegal, you know, and do an Hall Island, like, you know, that was an experience, <laughs> taken out by helicopter to all the lighthouses, you know. What's the biggest change in the property game since you started out, Louis, 20 years ago? It's all online now. Yeah. yeah you, you're marketing, you rarely give out a brochure anymore. Uh, you, I, I, people just look at it online and all the information is there. Like, and you can walk through the property, get a video. Um, you just walk through it. You can see exactly what everybody's selling now. Like, you know, you don't even have to visit the property. I was talking to one of the state agents in Cork there and during COVID. She sold the property for just under $2 million and they hadn't even viewed the house. Like, it was all online, like, you know. Amazing. Tell me, Louis, have you, have you on the current housing crisis and maybe a possible solution to what's going on at the moment? Well, the government can't solve it, so it's a bit difficult like, to think. But I, I think if you go back to when I was growing up, like all young married couples started off in a mobile home, like they just stuck a mobile home in a field, like. I mean, you get, look, America's full of trailer parks, like you know. I know our our um, weather doesn't suit it, like, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to do something, like, and it's a, it's a quick solution, like you know. But I mean. You'd have to start thinking some way, or these modular homes. You see the way the Milford College or Mulroy College there—they've just seemed to have just planted a modular home offices there or school cl- classrooms. I mean, you know, there has to be some solution. Like they're just very, very difficult. Like you know, the not—it's it's criminal the amount of people that are on staying in hotels and whatnot, and can't get a the young people can't get a house to rent. Or do you see the situation becoming? Any better anytime soon? No, your problem is your the legislation that protects renters, but it restricts stopping land landowner or house owners from renting out anymore because it's just too restrictive. If somebody comes in and stays in your house for six months, they can stay forever. Like you know, so it's very very difficult. There's two sides to every story. Like you know, so I can see where the the landlords. I don't do a lot of rentals. Um, just purely it's very legislation based now like you know but if somebody wants me to do it I do it like you know but I try to stick to sales and valuations like you know You mentioned that you base yourself occasionally at GTEC and Kerry Gert. that's a massive addition to Kerry Gert and, oh, the, yeah. and the surrounding area there isn't it? Oh it is yeah yeah along with that and then we've got the same one in Downings as well like you know but it's uh, yeah, it's lovely premises like you know it's very handy looking good facilities good bright building like you know it's nice and comfortable to work in like and everything's there beside you you know your printer and whatnot you know so and obviously Dunnings is just over the road how is business uh, in the two towns uh, very busy like you know this time of year like t- July and August is obviously peak months like you know so uh, it's uh, uh, everywhere seems to be busy like you know there, there's good crowds like and especially the weekends like you know there's 
music every night in the pubs. There's good, great choices for food, like now between Carrigart and Denny's, and not a lot in Carrigart at the moment, like just hotel, Carrigart Hotel, which has been process been bought over, and hopefully that'll be turned into a great asset to the area for the ne- in the next year or so. You know, tell me, what's the best lesson that you've learned in business? It's just be yourself, like you know. Um, you know, you have to have knowledge of what you're doing. Like, you know, you have to you have to be able to make people feel that you're confident in you. Like, you know, and that they're make them comfortable and um, know that you know what you're doing. Like, you know, that's all. And trust, obviously, is a big part because, by and large, it's the biggest investment that any person or couple will make. That's it. You have to spend time with your customer, like, and talk to them and. and let them know like where the market is like your comparables like and you've sold this and like and the more you sell the more like success breeds success like you know so once you know the market and you're you're, you're a customer and you're, and you've always got customers looking for it like as I say once you price it right you'll sell it like you know if you had followed your childhood dream job Louis what would you be doing this afternoon <laughs> Uh, I'd be retired and, and sitting somewhere comfortable, like playing golf, like. But uh, and that would obviously been playing centre half for Manchester United, like you know. But it didn't transpire, you know. So and with the second option of being being a professional golfer, <laughs> I never never thought too much about it. Like it's a tough, tough game as anybody knows that plays it, you know. So one month, once one part of the game's going well, the next part uh, seems to disappear, you know. <laughs> but you're still playing actively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not too bad. Now, yeah. You were you were telling me off air you were at yesterday for was it a three ball or four ball? Four ball, like. Uh, you told me it was very quiet. So you may as well tell our listeners uh, who was accompanying you. Had a couple of quiet cousins there, Andy McLafferty from BBC, and then from um, the Beach Hotel, Dara McLafferty, and then young Charlie Chuck McBride as well. Like you know, so a lot of wisdom on the course. Unbelievable. I couldn't repeat everything they've said on the course, no. <laughs> Talking about wisdom, Louis, do you have a mentor or someone you turn to for a bit of advice or guidance if you're maybe needing a second opinion or something? Well, I suppose my father's been in business all his life. Like He's 93, still works in the shop, you know. Um, still does a bit of ordering for Sean. And then obviously my brother Sean's got uh, three centre shops, like, you know, so he would always be a sound, good sounding board, like, you know. And just going back to that time, did you work in the shop uh, a lot when you were younger? Oh, yeah, we were all brought up in the shop, like, yeah. Yeah, you were there from every summer and every holiday and whatnot, you know, so I was always very fond of the sweets, you know, <laughs> the sweet vendor. <laughs> and tell me, just in relation to, to the changes that have taken place uh, in that sector, What's the one that sort of jumps jumps out at you? Well, again, that uh, when myself and Sean, I came back from America in 1919. We we bought it out that year from my uncle and father, Uncle Columba. And um, was that a big investment and a big gamble at that stage? Not really. No, it was a good business. Like it was a very successful business. It was. It wasn't the profit margin wouldn't be massive in those days. Like now, you know, it's. But after we were missed at that stage, and then. Um, Again, franchises, like after five years in America, you're very aware of franchises, you know, so how successful they are having a brand like to to, to trade under. So we were missing and then um, we decided to change. I think it was about five years in, we went to Centra because they were central billing and everything and you could see them that they were getting very successful. And was, the Musgraves brand was always very, very strong, like in Ireland, you know, cash and carries first of all, then they went into their... their 
smaller shops like as well, you know, and then Super Value. So that's why we changed over to that. And then, um, so that was the, the retail background. It was very enjoyable. You're always meeting people every day, like, you know, and it's always a challenge, like, you know, but and enjoyable. I'm, sorry, Louis, I'm sure you take a, a great sense of pride of, of seeing how successful the outlets are and have become. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 they are. It's, um, uh, Kerry Garton, Phil Cara, and Dunfanahy, you know, like, so Dunfanahy's very, very busy now, like, you know, um, having a shop in the middle of town is very, it's great for a town because you've always got traffic going through it and then other, other business can feed off it, like, you know. Tell me, Louis, what advice would you give your 21-year-old self? <laughs> Um, uh, buy property, buy more property, and buy more property. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be successful and uh, retire early, but uh, no, just uh, go out and enjoy yourself. That's what it's all about. Like you know, you've had a lot of experience in a lot of different areas, and does all that sort of feed into where you are now and what you're doing now? Well, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's and then you're obviously in a in a good area like Carry Garden Downing is probably one of the top areas in, in Donegal for, for tourism like you know and then holiday homes because you have the Ross Pena Golf Complex there which is a massive draw like with their three golf courses and the, the complex they've got everything there that you need like you know between food and comfort and, and the pavilion like and you get the hotel which is top class as well you know and do you see tourism as a an area where it can become more successful for your hometown? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I do see it. Like I mean, I remember in, in the early nineties, I was in Kinsale, and there was an article in the paper. Like they were talking about um, the, the successful restaurant restaurant that opened up, and this other restaurant was opened up beside him. And he said, "Do you worry about the competition?" He said, "No." He said, "Competition is good for business. The more restaurants open up here, the better." And if you look at Kinsale now, there's every second business is a restaurant, you know. So. And did it take COVID to maybe showcase what places like Dunnings and Kerry Garrett have to offer and that, that area? Well, uh, that and also, like, I mean, social media. I think, you know, uh, I was just having a conversation with Milan last week and he says, he says, why is it getting so successful? And I says, well, what do you think? Like, And he said, I think it's because of Instagram and, and Facebook and everything's visual now. You get pictures of everywhere, so you can actually go and you have a good feel for a place before you go there. You know, and then I said, our area, like the golf courses are massive draw, like, you know, the, the different accents that are going through there every every day, like, is brilliant, like, you know. I asked you about your first seal, Louis. <laughs> can I ask you what your biggest seal was? Yes, you can. As a, uh, well, as regards to property, it was a, a property sold in Ards for John Connor, uh, Dannings, like, uh, 1.425 million, you know, sitting there on the, on the private beach, you know, so. What year was that? God, I think it was 2005. Yeah, I'm nearly sure it was 2005, yeah. How did you reward yourself with that seal? <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was seven. Dennis might have had a couple of pints, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is there a certain sort of buzz you get from a seal? Do it's always great when you, you get to the end of it because it's so, the Irish legal system is so convoluted, like, and long and drawn out, like, you know. So, so. if I was to buy a house tomorrow from the starting uh, point to the end point, how long are you talking? 
Well, it's anything from three to five months, like, you know. I, mean, I sold a field in Fannin then as well, like, you know, and took nearly a year, you know. So it's just depends, like. And can it be fast-tracked? There's the IPAV, our professional body, our professional auctioneers and valuers have got a legislation in the dial, like, and they're proposing, and it's the second second doing whatever they call it um, going through in October I think but it's difficult right. Will that make a big difference and are you hopeful that that will be passed? <laughs> it's the Irish legal system Kieran. <laughs> it's beyond my You're very politically <laughs> correct le- level of uh, expertise <laughs> Tell me what's the biggest challenge that you've encountered in your business life? Well, I suppose always in business like a, is uh, startup finance is always difficult to get. Um, there's never much there for for businesses, you know. I mean, you can say that there's this and that and other like, but just until you go looking for it, it's anybody, any business person will tell you like, startup finance is the most difficult part of it, you know. And um, getting your name out there, and obviously the first two years in business are very difficult. Like, where we would find that uh, obviously. Uh, Bice Faulkner at the time you had six months before you got any money in like really and your staff cost rental costs like in those days you know so that was a slow burner like you know so it took a while before your cash flow became positive you know and finally Louis what does the future hold for yourself and your business uh, just the uh, same as I'm doing at the moment, like, you know, so you're a very strong area, like, you know, Carrigard Dennings and uh, Rathmullen and, like, Letterkenny. I've got, I've got plenty of properties to look after, like, you know, and you get a lot of valuation work, like, so you're on the road nearly every day, like, you know, so you're not, it's usually the evening before you sit down and get to, to do the office work, like, you know, which is, <laughs> doesn't always get done, Kieran. You and know, obviously, like, no two days are the same in your never, job. Never, never. Didn't think I'd be serious here talking to you today, either. <laughs> I'm busy on a Monday. <laughs> You're trying to prepare for the week, but uh, very enjoyable. Louis Boyce, local estate agent, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Oh, thanks very much, Kieran. Join us after the break when we'll be chatting to Deirdre McCoggan from Donegal ETB. Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Are you a graduate of a non-business discipline and would like to pursue a level 9 in business? ATU Donegal are currently offering their Masters in Business Management Conversion Programme. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. I am delighted to be joined on Business Matters by Deirdre McCoggan, Quality Manager with Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Service. Deirdre, you are very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you very much, Kieran. It's great to be here. Deirdre, in September, Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Service will be offering access routes for four degree courses in partnership with other ETBs and ATU. Can you talk to me about this initiative and how and why this pathway was developed? Uh, Kieran, really, this was the brainchild of the Minister, Simon Horace, and what he was considering was just, look, how do we get those that are furthest away from a third level education who would have loved to have had that opportunity engaged? And 
what's brilliant about the tertiary programme is it really is the first time the further education, higher education are completely in tune with each other. So it gives people who thought maybe third level wasn't for them or a degree wasn't for them a really safe, supported and um, encouraging way to get their degree level qualification. So it's breaking down a big barrier there, Deirdre? It is breaking down a big barrier. I mean, every year now that the, you know, you know, the country will come to a stop when it comes to CAO and we'll get ourselves into a tizzy about points, what's going up, what's going down. And the whole purpose of tertiary is to say, look, hang on, if it didn't work out that way or if you never had the opportunity to even engage to that level, there's another way in. Um, and again, it's not looking to replace anything. It's just adding an additional pathway. And can you get into detail uh, in relation to what's involved and what's on offer? We have four fantastic opportunities, Kieran. We have three of them which are direct undergraduate level and one which is a tertiary access route into nursing. The undergraduate ones are an NFQ level seven in laboratory science. And we have two honours degrees, which would be level eight in uh, sustainable engineering and in business. So we have, you know, four phenomenal opportunities there for people. And are they seen as growth areas and areas where employment is easier to get? Well, what we've done is there's there's no point in putting on programmes where people can't really see employment opportunities at the end of it. And one of the things that our partnership with ATU has really brought to the fore is the need to be upskilling people in our local areas in the west, northwest region for jobs that are here. So... Um, we have a level eight, for example, in business, but that business degree has three separate streams. So we've identified in the Donegal area, for example, innovation and entrepreneurship is a big thing here. We can't always be looking outwards. We need to look at developing our own people and we need to look at, you know, giving them the skills and abilities to start their own businesses and, and just make a great contribution to Donegal. Whereas in Sligo, we're looking more around supply chain, which may reflect the business profile there. And in Galway, we are talking about um, business with digital business and again that reflects the business needs of that area. So it is area specific? It is. The the first couple of years of all the three programmes to be very honest with you Kieran are exactly the same in that if you're doing business whether you're doing your business with uh, Donegal ETB, Mayo Sligo Leitrim ETB or Galway Roscommon ETB your first year is the same. Um, Your second year then where you progress to your local ATU college is exactly the same. So if you're living in Donegal and it's actually the supply supply chain management that interests you more, you can do your first two years, for example, in Donegal and then at that point move to Sligo and only have to move away for your last two years and get the degree that you want. So that's the big part of it in terms of helping people balance their lives, the requirements of their lives. And of course, finance is a big matter as well. So we're doing our best to make it as accessible as possible and then to make that final qualification employer uh, enticing to local employers uh, and, and make you uh, employable when you leave, if that's what you want. Would I be right in saying, there that a lot of work and research has gone on to getting to this point? Phenomenal amount of work and research and actually it's been a great privilege to work alongside ATU in developing this, um, you know, because even when we looked at, for example, the um, engi- sustainable engineering, when we looked at it and we looked at the employers available in the, the northwest or Donegal area in particular, the first couple of years, as I say, would be the same regardless of which campus you're doing it. But in the last two years, we're going to look at um, computing uh, and uh, sustainable engineering with a computing focus because if you look at this uh, look at Letterkenny or you look at Donegal we have a phenomenal IT 
um, business base here and those people need work ready graduates so we've gone for that whereas again in the Sligo and Galway areas they've tended to focus a wee bit on um, like, uh, industrial engineering so it's, it's a sustainable engineering qualification with just a different slant again just based on, on what people are looking for locally. And there's a gain too from an employer's behalf? We, we, we need to be thinking about where people can get work. If you're going to invest four years of your life for an honours degree, then for, for the majority of people, and particularly for the people that tertiary degrees are aimed at, maybe a more mature applicant, somebody who's thinking about reskilling or upskilling, they want to invest with the purpose of improving their life and experience. And one of the main ways of doing that is the work that you're doing. So you'll want to get a job that kind of values the qualification that you're bringing to the table. So we're trying to, for the most part, match in a very broad way what employers want and and what our graduates have to offer. How long has this been in the pipeline? It actually has come about, it's been talked about for a while, but I would say truthfully, it has just from maybe December, November, December time last year, it has really taken legs. So we've gotten to know our ATU colleagues really well over (laughs) a short space of time. So it's a good example uh, of the success of the collaboration between Donegal ATU and Donegal ETB. It's, you know, it's been a phenomenal collaboration between us. We always had great relationships in a way to be truthful with you. But the current system, pre-tertiary, you know, people will come to Donegal ETB and do their, their QQI qualifications but then they may be in a lottery system for certain places whereas now we're guaranteeing places and you're beginning your undergraduate study with the ETB but it has also actually improved our relationship with MSL ETB with Galway Roscommon ETB and with Castlebar, Sligo and Galway ATU as well so there's relationships all along the western seaboard now How challenging is it to make sure that you're on top of your brief in relation to where the openings are and maybe as importantly where openings aren't I think that's a critical thing for us because uh, as I said before look, we, we really do want to be offering qualifications and courses that people want to do because they can see where it's going to take them there's no point in us looking at areas that we think are a great idea if whenever we're talking to employers they're telling us listen you know, you're, you're out of date, that's not happening, um, th- this isn't a growth area for us. And the one thing that we've learned, I think, from COVID and from the Wild Atlantic Way is it's about innovation. We, the thing for me and what I've experienced in Donegal, particularly since COVID, is the idea that you can do top quality, top class work from here. So you can actually have a global um, position from Donegal. So we need courses that are going to offer you the opportunity to take that up. And did COVID underline that reality? I think, um, yes, to be honest with you, I think it did. And it also helped us consider the, you know, I think that it brought things like hybrid learning stuff on so much more where where part of your class, part of your, your education might be in a classroom and part of it might be online. But the one thing now that I'd have to say, Kieran, from um, our experience in Donegal ETB is that the majority of, of students wanted back in the classroom, believe it or not, because it was the social interaction as much as anything you were learning academically that made your, your education experience such a positive one. So Deirdre, who specifically are these tertiary degrees aimed at and who should consider applying? 
we when we've been doing our information evenings Karen, we've been kind of saying look it's for any age any stage really we're talking about 17 years and above so it doesn't matter to us if you're 17 or 77 if you felt that higher education or a degree was something that you would have liked to explore something that you feel that you could have you know got or, or achieved at another time in your life then come back and give us a go what have you got to lose if you're just leaving school and maybe the leaving cert didn't go the way that you want and and you're just concerned about that leaving cert race and you feel oh god maybe maybe i'm not going to get there then this could be another option for you to consider i think also something that i haven't really mentioned is just the idea that the, the nursing route we have you know it's four years um for an honors degree in nursing and what we're saying to you is look with our tertiary access route it is a five-year route but if you achieve in your tertiary year with donegal etb eight passes in your modules you achieve five distinctions and a distinction in one of the ones that ATU specifically require, then you're guaranteed entry into general nursing. That's a phenomenal opportunity. And, and you know, it's just something that, that we need to be making people more aware of. Jared, I know it won't be until September until places are officially going to be offered. What sort of response have you had to date? Um, the response actually has been great. <laughs> uh, we the initial we, the response for the nursing, as we anticipated, has been very very high, uh, and we've had a good response to the engineering, the science, and the business, which is actually quite heartening. But what I would say is the initial closing date would be the eighth of uh, August at five pm. But realistically, applications will remain open after that because you know after all, eligible candidates have been looked at. We anticipate there probably will be some places and it would be nice particularly in the three undergraduate programs it would be nice if maybe people who were considering a return to education and kind of not sure would they won't they it's still going to be there but we will be kind of more or less going with the ATU academic year and um, so we're talking maybe a mid-September start for the courses so finally Deirdre how do people apply for a place on one of the programs Everything as the world has changed and everything is online now, Kieran. So what I would say is, if you go to www.atu.ie forward slash tertiary degrees, and you can choose Donegal. Well, we hope you'll choose Donegal ETB as your preferred option, and you can apply through there. Deirdre, I enjoyed the chat. Listen, we'll be talking to you shortly. We may get you back again uh, sometime in the future to see how the uptake has been. But for now, Deirdre McCoggan, Quality Manager at Donegal ETB's Further Education and Training Services. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Louis Boyce and Deirdre McCoggan. Thanks to Kevin Fury on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Are you a graduate of a non-business discipline and would like to pursue a level nine in business? ATU Donegal are currently offering their Masters in Business Management Conversion Programme. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today.